Hello everybody and welcome back to the Infinite Canvas Podcast. This is John Venegas here speaking. Um, just kind of wanted to apologize about the fact that this episode is about a week late. Um, we hope you guys uh, understand it's been a rough, to- a rough week this last couple of days. Just considering it's been uh, finals time for uh, both myself and David. And um, we hope that you guys will enjoy our this episode and the following episode as well. Sometimes when you come up with a premise for a movie or a show, you think to yourself, what is the perfect premise? What's my setting? What time period am I in? For Doctor Who, I feel like that answer is everywhere, all the time. And I think that's where some of the, uh, where some of the beauty comes in, I think. Why we love to watch this show so much. It is the fact that you can go literally anywhere, anytime. But for some reason, we come back to Christmas a lot. And I think it's because of the fact that it's a time of fun and joy, a time for bringing family and friends together. Um, And Doctor Who tends to come back to Christmas about every year. Now, one of the fun things about it is, though, is that it always brings in some sort of fantastical element to it, too, Uh, be it... uh, be it, uh, I think it was Robot Santa's once, <laughs> uh, we actually got to quote-unquote meet Santa Claus, uh, one time or another, and, um, yeah, it's, it's just always fantastic to, to watch, and, uh, in today's episode of the Infinite Canvas podcast, uh, me and David have come up with our own, uh, albeit probably kind of bad, uh, Doctor Who, uh, Christmas specials. So I hope you guys enjoy and get ready for that Christmas spirit. Today's special episode. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Infinite Canvas podcast. Uh, It's been two weeks since... It's been 13 days since the last <laughs> time you guys should have heard us. Probably. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, so I don't know if you noticed, David, but last time, our episode was supposed to go up on the 28th. Yeah. And um, it went up on the 29th because I fucked up. Um, I leave my computer <laughs> I left my computer on overnight mm-hmm. to, um, to upload. Yes. Because it takes forever. And my mm-hmm. computer wasn't turned. Uh, my computer wasn't plugged in, so it died. Oh, by the way, I'm David and had, Foz, and uh, I had to do it again. No, but we didn't introduce ourselves. <laughs> I'm John Venegas, and I'm dying <laughs> from from fear of failure. No, oh, God, that's that's very depressing, John. It, that's that's normal during finals time, though. <laughs> that is very true, very true. Um, which I'm using that excuse for for today's episode. Aren't we all finals? <laughs> we were we were supposed to do this. We were supposed to record a couple days ago, uh, and you texted me, "Hey, John, um, I'm sorry, but I can't come because I'm I have to go to a birthday party." And I'm like, "Yes, I don't have to record today. Not that I don't want to." <laughs> But it's because I have to finish a presentation, which, spoiler alert, I haven't finished yet. <laughs> I uh, also so, have to finish a presentation. I have not started on it as well. 
Yeah, so this episode might be delayed a little bit, which is it's it's for it's for our own good. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so hey, John, what are we doing today? <laughs> uh, we talked about this. Uh, we were going to be doing a our own little Doctor Who specials uh, for presumably Christmas. Yes, Christmas. Um, so as some of you guys might know already, we like Doctor Who. Um, and some of us have watched the entire series, and some of us have uh, not caught up. Some of us waited two years to watch it when someone else told him to watch it. In my defense, uh, <laughs> when people tell me to watch something, it does. It is very difficult for me to get into it because somewhere in the back of my head, I'm just like, I'm not going to do this just to spite them, but also like, man. I'm really afraid of watching any show that has more than 30 episodes. <laughs> like, if you tell me to watch something that has more than 30 episodes, chances mm-hmm. are I will not watch it. Mm. But if you if you suggest to me five different shows that run for one season each, I'll pro- it'll be more likely for me to watch those, with the exception of the Netflix um, uh, Marvel series. Because in my, in my head, I kind of see that as all as one big show. <laughs> so then that, that's the same problem there. God, you do know they did not all come out at the same time. So you had time to watch 13 episodes before, like, the next one came out. Yeah, but I knew they were coming. Oh, but still. I mean, Punisher is already done with, and you still haven't started season two of Daredevil. Uh, I did start season two of Daredevil. I watched the first episode. (laughs) And what about the second episode? I don't know. I, I I'll get around to it. No, oh my. So God. before before you berate me anymore about that, right? Actually, right before I get into talking about, um, because I'm going to be going first this time. I think. Um. First of yes. all, you're going to have to excuse my script for being shitty at the end and at the <laughs> beginning and at the middle. Um. I was going to say so, that. <laughs> uh. So the thing is, is that I'm not a big fan of writing, quote unquote, fan fiction. Um, this is the first time I've ever written fan fiction, in my opinion. Other than, ah, oh, damn, are we the only people that have ever written Paul Blart fan fiction? Because we did that. I'm pretty sure if you dig deep into the internet, you'll find something. I'm pretty sure we're not the first ones. Remember the first I, ones I don't, to admit I, it. I don't want to, I mean, I, I admit it because it, it was a <laughs> shitty thing to do, but I don't want to be the first people to do that that just sounds dirty just wait until mod cop 3 comes out we can do one for that one it's n- never gonna come <laughs> out <laughs> never say never um so <laughs> okay what was i saying oh yeah so the new doctor is gonna be played by uh i forgot her name wait it's a her gasp how dare they we're we already know that though uh no okay so I remember I was talking to somebody about that. That was like, man, I am so pissed at the new decision that they made for the Doctor. I was like, are you mad that the Doctor's a woman? Oh, no, it's not that. It's just that the Doctor's going to be speaking in a Yorkshire accent. This is no offense to people from Yorkshire. I, I I didn't know what you sounded like. So, like, I had to go out of my way to find out what you sound like. And that's why I'm pissed. Because <laughs> it took me forever. <laughs> It wasn't an it wasn't an easily accessible thing to find on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's also kind of hard for me to understand it, but that's and now I now I'm going into the realm of offensive. It's it's good. So, my story 
Oh, God. Um, is actually about something that I kind of wanted to introduce in something else at some point. So this is like, I, I never, I'm never, I, I never said, 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 really? I never said the name of the thing that shows up in this. It's not yeah. a Doctor Who creature, but it is inspired by that same vein of like, like, uh, like the, when I came up with this creature, it was kind of something like inspired by, I want to say like Weeping Angel or Silence, where it's like a, mm-hmm. l- like a perception based thing. Like, you know, its entire um, part of its existence is based on other people's perception of it, essentially. I really liked that um, that concept. Um, yeah. And so then, uh, I'm just going to start going off of this. You can interrupt me at any time, by the way. It's only okay. uh, like a few pages long. Go for it. Uh, so, it starts off with uh, 12, uh, going down to visit Clara. And the moment that I wrote that line, I just remembered I didn't like Clara very much. <laughs> <laughs> What is your issue with Clara? It I don't know. It just she feels like such a weird character to me. Like oh it's just God. it doesn't seem Huh? Is it because she came in like in the middle of a season and it just felt like Maybe really that's weird or something? Why? It just feels out of place to me. I mean it, it fits in like the Doctor Who kind of like lore thing, I guess. Cause they found a way to like quote unquote cleverly write her in. But mm-hmm. uh, oh wait. And they already said unquote Okay. But I don't know. I can't. I can't come to grips to like explain why. And it's like one of those things that like I'm not very good at explaining this specific reason why. I just don't. Maybe it's just the way the character's written, but it <laughs> okay. just feels weird to me. Like I don't like. I don't like when characters. Oh, uh, here I think is what it is. I don't like it when companions go a little bit too far and like they try to just impersonate and like pretend to be the doctor. Mm-hmm. It, it just feels it feels weird when they they basically just become Doctor Juniors, and I but, didn't like that about her. I mean, you like Rose, didn't you? And she was kind she kind of got like that towards the end of her season. That's true too, but mm, it didn't feel as I don't know. Anyways, uh, it's Christmas time. I don't know how many Christmases they got to spend together. So <laughs> this is just. Um, this is non-canon, obviously. It's super mm-hmm. non-canon. This is this is no <laughs> opportunity of being canon whatsoever. Um, you don't know that. Uh, I hope not. This uses a creature that I want to use in something. Um, okay. Uh, I really shouldn't be saying that out loud. Um, just considering I still haven't told the story. Uh, anyways, so they uh, they uh, so he stops by the school to visit her and notices that the kids are starting to act out, kind of weird. Mm-hmm. They're breaking shit, and they're just going insane. Um, it seems a little out of the ordinary, clearly. And um, Twelve and Clara end up running, uh, trying to outrun the children and avoid them, uh, and try to get to the TARDIS, or just uh, just to get somewhere safe. The two notice that the kids are not acting like zombies. They're, they seem to be acting on their own accord. They just are doing things they normally wouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. And in good old Doctor Who fashion, because shitty writers try to use every opportunity to uh, ham-fist the TARDIS or the sonic screwdriver in some fashion or another, mm-hmm. I kind of just wanted to point out that those two things are basically going to be useless in this. What about uh, the so, sonic sunglasses? Uh, <laughs> um, I think this would be before that. Um <laughs> I think this will be before that because I haven't finished that season yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> God, John. 
Uh, I watched part of the season. I, I don't know what episode I was on last. Uh, I know I've, I've already met Shielder. I think Clara is in some episodes. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <It is. laughs> uh, I know that I know I've seen the one where they're um, where they're underwater or some uh, and there's like the, uh, the the ghosts the ghosts episode. I saw that one. Uh, he, so... he has it by then. Huh? He has the sunglasses by then. Oh no 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 no! I I know he has the sunglasses. I don't know. I I didn't really pay it too 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 much attention to. Oh, understand okay. Why he had some fucking sunglasses? But whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, hey, that just that to me that's just another fez. That's like, oh, the doctor's got to have this cool little quirky thing that makes him some something special or something. Well, no, because the uh, fez came him... in for an episode, then it went away. He had the glasses for like a good five or six episodes. I think he had the, the remaining of the season. Eleven mentioned the fez more times than he had one. It's true. It, it just felt a little weird. Anyways, uh, so he uses the sauna screwdriver to see if the kids are alright. Uh, doesn't un- doesn't pick up any foreign activity and no stress from the children. So there's like no way he can understand what's going on. The adults the adults are then tied up and locked up in classrooms. The children uh, keep track of everyone, and one of the kids I'm just calling him Nick. Um, uh, he starts reading from a list, and you just hear him go, nice, 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 nice. And then he gets to the doctor and Claire and goes, naughty, naughty. And I don't know why I kept that in the script. It doesn't make sense anymore. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is your bad guy the, Santa Claus? Uh, is he? I don't know. Uh, the two look at each other confused. Clearly this is some sort of game. Nick tells the kids to untie those two specific people. Nick is seen talking to himself. Twelve asks, uh, uh, the doctor asks Nick if he's talking out loud to himself, and then it mm-hmm. clarifies, <clears throat> no, I'm talking to Santa, and then, and then the theme song goes off. <laughs> 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 uh, so, before I go in, into that, I don't know if you wanted to speculate, maybe, what's going on. Um, this is the part where, like, commercials are going off, and you can be kind of like, what, what's going on? Oh, uh, what? I mean, technically, if this was airing in in the British uh, area, there wouldn't be any commercials here. There wouldn't be. They don't have commercials during the shows. That's just the America thing, dude. That what kind of backwards world is that? <laughs> also, I watched they it have on Netflix. other commercials uh, before and after the show. What the hell? I want dude. that. I mean, I have Netflix, but that that's that sounds like what? Okay, did you not whatever. know that? I mean, I don't watch a lot of television, so most oh, of my yeah. most of my media consumption comes from streaming and or the internet, <laughs> which might change soon. I don't know. Okay, well, your plan messed up because there would not be any commercials technically in like Europe and. Britain okay, so stuff. then you get two seconds, you, you get like a minute to like think it to your, out loud to yourself what's going on, and then um, we cut back, and then uh, Clara asks him if he's alright, Nick tells him that Santa Claus is in danger, and then he needs to get a hold of a tesseract, <laughs> <laughs> he needs to get a hold of a, of a tesseractal device that uh, as his has been damaged, and there's like a what? It's a four-dimensional object that can store matter inside 
um, more matter inside than on the outside. It's like, do you, does he want my freaking TARDIS? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what he wants. <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, Santa needs one because his thing is broken. And he's like, Clara is just like, okay, I want you to be honest with me. Is Santa real? Because I just want to know if Nick is crazy. <laughs> and the, um, this is actually a really funny thing. Uh, I was thinking of uh, something like this. It's like, honestly, okay, here's the thing. I don't know. I've, if I've ever met him, memory seems to escape me. Kind of like when I meet another version of myself from the past or the future, because I, I kind of did a little bit of research of his encounters with Santa, and he always is surprised when he meets him. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's met how him can before? you be surprised, and like other stuff, like different versions oh, okay. of the Doctor have met Santa, and they range from, oh, he's an old friend of mine, to, what, you're real? More than one time. So I'm just kind of like, you know, putting that out there that this version of Santa, like, like whatever version of Santa that the, uh, that the Doctor Who universe would end up using is like Mm -hmm. this weird time dilated kind of thing where it's like, it's kind of hard for you to figure out if he's real or not because it kind of affects memory. So that's why Santa is kind of like a hearsay thing. It's not a thing you can have concrete evidence on. But um, the script keeps going, and it's like, excuse me, are you Santa? And the doctor's like, I mean, I could be. I also couldn't be. It's a mystery, even to myself. And Nick's just like, trust me, you're not Santa. <laughs> like, immediately, he's like, yeah, 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 you're not Santa. Just just, just trust me on that, okay? And it's like, okay. okay. Um, the doctor's just very, 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 um... He, he wants to stop beating around the bush, and he's just like, Nick, how are you talking to Santa? Um, what do you mean? It's like, and also, I'm not doing the accent because I do a really shitty Scottish accent. Um, how do you communicate with the old man? I talk to him? And Clarice is like, this isn't getting anywhere. Can you just take us to him? Oh yeah, he's already here. He just has a hard time talking to adults. Um, what's going on? Okay, I have two theories. Okay, any of them involve Nick not being insane? Okay, I have one theory. Um, <laughs> I might be a little off, but he says that his that his um, I think he is talking to someone. He says mm-hmm. it's subjective vision, so it must be someone in hiding. Since adults can't see him, he must be using some sort of selective perception filter. And then Santa's like, or and Nick says, Santa says you don't believe in him. Uh, Claire's like, I'm, I'm sorry, what? And Nick goes, uh, it's not a perception filter. He says that's archaic. You just can't see him. Because you don't believe in him. And then they look at each other. Like, Claire and the doctor look at each other. And it's just like, what? He also says that you need to hurry up and give him the keys to your TARDIS. He's in a bit of a rush. Alright, so, you've entertained me for long enough. I need Santa to back off. I'm not gonna give, I'm not gonna give him anything if I don't know who or what he is. And then Claire's like, can the other kids see him? It's like, yeah, yeah, the other kids can see him. Okay. And then you just hear Nick mumbling to himself. I- I'm sorry, I-, I can't pronounce that. Claire's like, what? Nick goes, oh, Santa's telling me this really hard word to pronounce. He's telling me it's, it's, what is that again? Is it, that's your name? Doctor? I-, I just can't say the next word. And then Doctor goes, okay, Nick, what does Santa want? <laughs> So it's kind of implied that this Santa entity can read people's minds, mm-hmm. and it's not obvious. 
Um, and he's like, Santa just wants to go home. He's done with Christmas. And then the doctor goes, Nick, I need you to draw what Santa looks like for me. And the drawing he gets back is not Santa Claus. It is, <laughs> it's just this weird scribbly mess of mm-hmm. non, like incomprehensible shit. It, so, you know, you might think it's just scribbles, but the doctor, uh, you know, Claire's like, is that just scribbles? It's like, no, no, t- Claire, that's not just scribbles. No, no, I, I know that you might be thinking that the kid just doesn't know how to draw, but that is not scribbles. That is something else, and I don't understand what it is. So, you know what it is? Well, I have no idea what that is. <laughs> uh, so, it's an alien that the doctor has never met before, obviously. Uh, he doesn't know what it is. This is where I kind of derailed because I realized there was no real tension, I guess you could say, building up. Mm-hmm. It's um, it, one of those things that I kind of had a hard time with. So I'm just kind of like leaving it out in, uh, up in the air. So over time, we learned that the creature can only be seen by people that believe in it. You know, I've already, I've already mentioned that. Its influence is one of those things that if you can see him, or it, if you can see it, it kind of alters your mental state a little bit. It's still you doing what you would normally be doing. or uh, It's still you doing stuff, but a little bit more subconsciously rather than consciously. Because mm-hmm. your brain is just not understanding what's going on. And your brain kind of goes into this um, different mode, essentially. You just can't yeah. come to grips with reality. And so then you kind of end up acting out. Which explains why the kids are acting weird. Now, the creature itself is afraid. It doesn't want to be anywhere near the kids because it itself understands that it is harmful to the children's existence. Now, mm-hmm. in order to get help, however, because it's it, it's going to die soon unless it gets back to its home. In, in order for it to continue its survival, it needs the help of the kids because it knows that the kids have, in some way or another, contact with a man who has... Hold, give me one second. Alright, so, um... It understands that, uh... The kids are, uh... The, so, yeah, it, so the creature itself understands that... The kids have contact with somebody with a time machine. Or, you know, like, not a time machine, but a spaceship, essentially. And so mm-hmm. then it, uh... Because it can read minds, and it can just kind of, like, put together... You know, the fact that Clara, li- uh, not lives, lives the school, that Clara goes to the school, it kind of just feeds off of her memories and, like, uh, understands what she's thinking. And it's like, this person knows someone with the spaceship. I can go home if I need to. Mm-hmm. And so then, um, the creature, since it can't be comprehended, it is, uh, it, uh, tries to get a hold of, uh, of, uh, the doctor, um, it has been repeatedly trying to get uh, a hold of him. Now, it has been... here. Here's the thing, though. It has been in the TARDIS before. But mm-hmm. it doesn't... It can't operate the TARDIS itself. Because of the fact that it has very low-level um, uh, interaction with things around it. It can't... Mm-hmm. It doesn't know how the TARDIS works. So it doesn't want to risk accidentally sending itself somewhere it doesn't want to be. Now, mm-hmm. we kind of, uh, this is one of those things that I kind of wanted to, uh, uh, I kind of think would be kind of cool when it actually ends up getting on the TARDIS at the end of this episode. You kind of, we kind of just see flashbacks of it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. and we kind of noticed that it is actually the same creature that was writing Listen on the blackboard because it was trying to get do- the doctor's attention. 
uh, like, hey, I need to go home. Please help me out here. Um, and it just, it wasn't, it wasn't working out for him. Uh, that was, I thought that was a neat way of like trying to like explain that that was a real thing, you know, or like, uh, trying to explain what that was. I don't know if that was explained in the actual episode, but, or if it was left open-ended, but I thought that would be kind of cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I know it sounds kind of weird that it was a kind of a, my version of this was kind of like a shitty story, but eh, (laughs) it's what it is. (laughs) It's good. It's, it's good. It kind of reminds me of the uh, the Vincent Van Gogh episode. The Not Vincent exactly Van Gogh. like it. Yeah, because there was the invisible creature, but he could interact with things. Oh, yeah. But, no, uh, okay. Uh, oh, shit. They could be like the same species. <laughs> <laughs> um, for Vincent Van Gogh, it was one of those things that... Um, like, I had a little bit... Not, not input or help, but... Um, I asked my brother, like, I, I had this idea for a creature that you could only see if you believed in it. And I'm like, but, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of want to write this thing. Like, uh, originally the story was about a detective, but since you said we you wanted to do, like, a Doctor Who thing, I'm like, I could adapt this for Doctor Who, I guess you could say. So I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, okay. So instead of a detective, it would just be the Doctor. Uh, and it's like, okay. So I asked my brother, so how would you say um, the detective has to solve a mystery based on a creature that it can't see that you can't see right it's like yeah mm-hmm. all right but the creature still influences things right so there's evidence that it exists but there's no way that the detective can prove it exists so i want the detective to find a way to understand the creature how would you go mm-hmm. around explaining it and he goes and says well you just indoctrinate people at a younger age just tell them that it exists, and I'm like, and, he, and I'm like, no, because that sounds too religiousy. And he's like, what about Santa Claus? That's not a religious thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that makes sense actually. You know, just like getting that idea into kids early on. It's like, okay, they understand what Santa is, so maybe the same concept could apply there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I was dumb with my with my stuff. I don't know if uh, if you had any. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. It. I thought you were gonna. <laughs> I thought you had some. We were gonna do some more explaining of things. No, uh, I already told you it was kind of bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's good. I mean, there was no real. I mean, like, I couldn't find a way to introduce any actual tension because mm-hmm. I think I found that difficult. You know, one of those things. Like, I couldn't think of like a. Um, any action to in, to incorporate into it. And I know that maybe, you know, it's one of those things that maybe it's not a specifically a, like an action-based uh, thing, but I still wanted to have some sort of action, and I couldn't think of what to put in there. Because I didn't want the creature to, to be um, evil, and I didn't want it to come across as, you know, like an antagonist, obviously. But um, yeah. maybe if, uh, if I could rewrite this or something... Uh, maybe I would incorporate some of the kids uh, more into the story, where they're the ones causing, you know, like, obviously they would be causing more trouble, and they would make it more difficult. Yeah. Um, maybe some of the kids actually know what Santa really is. Obviously they can see it, so they can see that it's not what, it's not really Santa, it's something else. So, obviously some of the kids would be trying to kill it, maybe. Uh, and it's one of those things that, okay, so how's the doctor gonna deal with children? Like, first of all, you know, they're, they're kids. You can't hurt them. The doctor never hurts anyone anyways. 
But it's like, you can't really do anything about them. They're just kids. It's it's tough. <laughs> yeah, it, for my, it doesn't have to be that heavy action base for it to be like a good episode. No, yeah, I know. Some of the best episodes are like really good storytelling. Like there might not be any action in there, mm-hmm. but just the storytelling uh, of the episode like really makes that episode. Like Blink. Blink doesn't have a lot of action in it. If any. It oh, doesn't. That was such a great episode. I was thinking of Blink it's... when I was writing this. I don't want to write Blink, so I'm like, hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the doctor in the episode. I, I actually when I started writing this, I was like, the doctor's not in it, he's just kinda like talking to the kids uh from somewhere else. I'm like, this is just blink. I'm just writing blink. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to, I really would have loved to have had a moment where, uh, kind of like, uh, like in, uh, uh, Days of Future Past, where, um, he's talk where, uh, where Xavier talks to himself through time travel. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be kind of cool to have a moment like that, where, like, Nick is talking to Santa and the, and the Doctor at the same time, and, like, the audience, we see, like, the two communicating to each other. But then, like, we kind of, like, break to reality, and it's just the doctor talking to some kid talking to his basically imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. If anyone's interested at all, the name of the creature that I had uh, gave it, I called it a Norn. N-O-R-N. Same as the, mm-hmm. um, same as the Norse word Norn. Like the, I think they're goddesses. It's an old alien species that I kind of wanted to incorporate into some stories here and there. So, I might, if we ever do episodes on space stuff, I might, end up putting it in there, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's nice. Um, kind of now feel bad about what I chose, because oh, no. it seems like you... Oh, no. But, uh... <laughs> but, uh... No, for, for mine, um... It's like I said before we even started recording. Should uh, we have said spoilers I... a long time ago? Because I feel like we should have Because <laughs> we mentioned a few things. And I, of course, don't care if you spoil things for me. Because I'm, I'm not like that. Uh, uh... Oh. Well, no. I don't really... Oh, okay, one. He gets a new companion named Clara. Wow. You know. And, um... There's now a... Uh, what, 12th Doctor now? So, I mean, that's the only big spoils you did. <laughs> but if you are, already know that, I mean... <laughs> I mean you even he gets sunglasses, this? that's cool, right? Am I right? <laughs> oh, I mean, you just ruined that for someone. To be honest, when he had sunglasses on in Fan Expo, that was really cool. I'm like, oh, look at him, he's he's so cool. <laughs> and then he took his sunglasses off, and, and then security told us to stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, no, my, uh, okay, so what I wrote isn't going to spoil anything. At least I'm 100% sure it's not going to spoil anything. Okay, so, um, I, okay, well, again, when I first, uh, when I started writing this, I was, we weren't, I myself wasn't even sure what we were even going to do Doctor Who. So it took me, I, I came up with a, a beginning and somewhat of a middle. So I'm like, get a really... Um, freestyle the ending, but I I wrote okay. So mine doesn't actually start off on Christmas Day. Oh, uh, okay, that's a lie. It does start off on the Christmas Day, 
like the first few seconds before the intro hits, and it's um, and there's just a random dude, random British dude, and he's running in his house like terrified, and you know, and we hear like stuff being knocked over, like furniture, vases, glasses, and stuff like that, and the dude is like terrified. He's like. Like, oh my god, like, oh my god, I need to get to the door, I need to call the cops, I, I need to get out. And then, like, he turns around, and, like, there's an empty room, he doesn't see anything. And he goes, like, you know, he does that at all, <sighs> you know, when, you know, it gets the wall, like, in every horror movie, that you know someone's gonna pop, you know, <laughs> behind you. And, um, and then, I'll, you know, it zooms out to the outside of the house, you hear the dude scream, and then that's it. And then it cuts to present day. Well, the whole intro comes, you know, do 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 the whole TARDIS was that thing. The Smurfs song. They had a song. Well, for today, that's going to be the Christmas jingle. Oh um, <clears> yeah, it's like a Smurfs song, but it's it's going to do it's going to do the TARDIS thing. The oh god. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, after the whole intro happens, TARDIS flying in the warpy thing, and so then in, then it starts off on the bottom of the screen, you see um, December 21st, so it's like, that is like three days for Christmas Eve, or whenever you, it's because, one, we're Hispanic, and we don't actually celebrate Christmas Day, we celebrate Christmas Eve, we like, lead up to Christmas, so that's why I find it kind of weird, but. Okay, it's like December twenty first, so a couple of days before Christmas, and this is gonna be Clara and uh, Peter Capaldi's Doctor, Twelfth Doctor, right? He's 12. right. That's that's He's the one 12. I was okay. using too. I don't know if that was obvious. Thirteenth uh, <clears throat> Doctor, come on. <clears throat> okay, but, I um... mean, okay, as we all know, <laughs> no, as any Doctor Who fan would know, you're not supposed to count the War Doctor as the Ninth Doctor. He's the Eighth and a Half Doctor. <laughs> whatever you say so and, and that Clara and the 13th doctor and uh they're in a mall they're walking around the mall they so they start off with clara and the doctor shopping in the mall and like the doctor has like an annoyed face like oh you know, well, the 12th doctor already has like a mad face so All the it's, time. Kind of, That's it's just yeah <laughs> and so it's just the doctor with his mad face and um, his car, and she she's shopping around the mall, whatever. And the doctor's mad. He goes like, "Clara, I thought you told me we had an emergency here. You told me to hop on the TARDIS, and we're gonna go back in time because it was a life, you know, threatening uh, event that you need to help fix in the past." It's like, yeah, I forgot to buy Christmas presents, and you know that's very serious for us because you know I have a lot of kids I have to buy Christmas presents for. And then, you know, the doctor responds back, well, you know, um, oh, God, I have it, like, written down here, and it's, like, messing me up. Oh, uh, sorry. I'm gonna have, I'm gonna cut this out. Oh, it's okay. I mean, I cut stuff out of mine, too, probably. <laughs> That's a lie. I haven't been to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, they, they go out shopping, and you know, the doc tells them, you told me we were going out for the porty thing, you know, life and death, uh, kind of, a." event you need to go fix but you just brought you just made me bring you to the past to buy presents 
And the caller is like, what if I left you a message? If, you know, you could take me back in time so I could, you know, buy some presents. Will you have done it? He's like, no. It's like, well, there you go. And he goes like, I was like, you can't be using the TARDIS for this. Okay, the TARDIS is a machine that bends time and space. Okay, you can't be using this just to finish up your chores. And he goes, Clara is like, well, if it wasn't for you, I would have been able to finish this. It's like, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, because of you, we got locked up in prison on that planet. And he goes like, locked up? It's like, but I got us out, didn't I? It's like, yeah, two weeks after you broke us out. Well, you know can't be doing this anymore and when we, once we get back to the TARDIS you're gonna have to watch my video for do for do's and don'ts for the TARDIS he goes like okay I'll watch your video but you know you gotta cheer up man it's the Christmas holiday how about you go buy us some Christmas present and then he goes you know the doctor says his thing that he doesn't do Christmas and I don't know if he ever says why he doesn't like doing Christmas but he goes like we're not gonna do, and like, I don't do Christmas it's like how do you not do Christmas everyone does Christmas and he goes like, well, I'm part of everyone, and I don't do Christmas. But just go buy buy us some presents. You know, we're going to have a party, my, my family's throwing a party, that you can buy this scarf for my mom, you can buy this mug for my dad. And he's like, and you can buy me, like, you can buy me something and I'll be surprised. You can buy me, let's see, let's see. And she, uh, she's like scanning through the store to see what the doctor can buy her. And she sees a stand like across the store. And she like jumps with joy, and she and she starts running, and the doctor follows her, and she reaches a stand of a, like a little figure, like a figurine, and it's of an angel, a little figurine angel, and she's so happy to see this, and the doctor's a bit confused, is like, why are you so happy to see this like little figurine? Well, my grandma used to have a figurine just like this, and every Christmas we would put it on her Christmas tree. And the thing is, is that, you know, her grandma died a couple of years ago. And during that whole commotion of planning her funeral, moving her stuff around, they lost the little angel figurine. And she's she never thought she would ever find one just like it. And But, you know, there it is. And she's happy. She's like, I want this. But then you see like a little girl run up to little Stan, and she's sad because she wanted the figurine, too. She wanted the little angel thing. And so she's crying to her dad. It's like, Daddy, Daddy, you know, they, they don't have any more of the little angels. They don't have them anymore. And old Clara's sad, and she kind of doesn't want to give it up, but she, she, you know, she goes back to the little girl and is like, Hey, um, Santa just told me you, you, uh, you were trying to find a little figurine, weren't you? And he goes, Yeah, but, you know... They ran the store right now. They don't have any more. It's like, ah, yeah, but Santa wanted me to give you an early gift. And so she gives her the little figurine. Mm. You know, it's kind of sad because she wanted to have the figurine to remember her, her grandma. But, you know, she wanted to make this little, this little girl's Christmas, you know, at least pretty good. So she gives her the little figurine. And so they, she goes, she tells the doctor, hey, okay, come on. I'm finished shopping. We can go home. You can start, you can help me wrap these gifts. And so the doctor's like, I thought you really wanted that. I was like, why did you just give it up so easily? And he goes like, well, I wanted to make the little girl's uh, Christmas uh, good. And then plus we can always go back in time and buy another one. And the doctor just looks at her like, you're not using the tortoise for that. And he's like, I'm just joking. <laughs> and so they're about to walk out the door and they're stopped by a lady. She's sad. 
She's crying, and she's holding a piece of paper in her hand. And she walks up to Clara and the doctor and goes like, Have you seen him? Have you seen my boy? I- I'm sorry, ma'am. We... We don't know. We don't know who he is. Like, please, please, if you if you see him or if you know anything, please, please, please contact me. And she hands him the flyer. And she walks off, and Clara's like looking at it, and he's like, "It's like a pretty young boy. He's like probably like seventeen years old." And you know, Clara's like, "Doctor, you know, we got to do something. We got to help her." And he goes, and Doctor gives his speech that I think he only, he's only given it to like Donna during that whole Pompeii thing. He can't go around saving any, everybody. Because if he did, he'll, you know, never be done. It's like he has to choose your battles and choose what he does. But he can't go around saving anybody. He goes like, plus he's a teenager. He probably just ran away. He'll probably come back. He's like, just go back. I'll take you back home. You can finish wrapping your presents. And so Clara is like, he's like, she's not even staring at him anymore. He's like staring past him. And he goes like, Clara, come on, don't get upset. Look, fine, I'll take you back in time to buy yourself a little angel thing. Uh, no, doctor. We're gonna help him. And he goes, Clara, I can't do this. I can't do this for everyone. Then don't do it just for him. Do it for all of those. And she points to the back, and there's a giant wall full of missing people. Like, from all ages. From kids to elders. And, um, the, the doctor's like, yeah. You know, he gets confused. He's kind of curious of what's going on. And so, he starts going into investigation mode. And so, he's, he, he jumps into his TARDIS. He takes all. He takes a picture. Well, first he takes a picture of the wall. And he jumps into the TARDIS and puts the picture into the, uh, in, into the little matrix thing. Mm-hmm. And to scan everyone. To know, to see if he can find any information about them. And so, he, ga- he, he gains a few information of, like, the most current people that have gone missing and he starts visiting their houses he walks in with a little psychic peeper saying hey yeah we're um fbi we're trying to uh we're we're looking up on your case or whatever the british people have i don't know what they have but <laughs> they're like a their foreign, version of the- they're aliens <laughs> david they don't have anything <laughs> no they're on earth they're, no. they're on earth uh, i beg to differ have you ever been to england how do you know it's not real Ye- <laughs> Well, they're on Earth, and whatever <laughs> British version of the FBI, he's pretending to be them. And so he he walks in and he like observe he observes the house and everything. And Clara is like is the one asking the questions, and um, they do this for like ten ten of the ten of the missing people's family. And so Clara is like, confused. He goes like, I have no clue. There's nothing in common between them they all live different lifestyles they all live in different areas it's like they have nothing in common and the doctor's like y- y- how can you miss it how, c- how can you miss the pattern and he was like what pattern they none of them share any lives uh none of them work together none of them even like probably even meet each other during their everyday life and he was like oh i thought you're a lot better than that clara how can you have not seen it and he was like then what what did i miss what did I miss? And goes, the statues. It's like, what statues? They had little angel statues in every house you visited. What is, like, what is that going to do with anything? All I know is that statues are usually not something I like to be around, especially ones shaped as an angel's. 
And so he goes back to the store. And he goes back to the mall to where Clara got the little uh, little angel figurine. And he walks in there. And it's empty. Like, there was no more. But he, he jumps into the back room and starts looking to see if there's any back there. He's like, you know, we're not supposed to be back here. We can get in trouble. Well, I'm not, you know, doctor doesn't care. And he he finds one. He finds one and goes like, yeah, these. These were at every one of the houses we visited. And I bet you if we go to everybody else's house, this was also in there too. And so he opens it up. He's Sonic screwdriving in it. He, and he's looking at his Sonic screwdriver and he's doing it again. And then looking at it. But, you know, he's getting like no weird readings on there. He opens it and everything. He's like expecting it closely. And, hmm. Licks it. Looks at it. Smashes it on the floor. Breaks into pieces. And he goes like, huh. That was, you know, I wasn't expecting that. And so he's like, okay, okay. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm just paranoid here. Um, and he starts reading the box. Uh, okay, let's see. Who made this? Who made this? Um, created by Mr. G. It's like Mr. G and the G Incorporated. Okay, let's let's take a visit. And so they go visit the creator of this uh, figurine. And he's uh when they get when they get to the facilities, they get like a whole tour of of the of the place. And they sneak away during the tour to the to the main offices of Mr. G. And so they go into his office. You know, they're trying to you know, do their detective work. And um, in walks Mr. G. He's just normal man. A bit on the older side, like maybe late 60s. And uh, he goes like, well, you know, you're not supposed to be in here. It's like, oh... Uh, we're sorry. We're from. He shows him a little uh, psychic paper. We're from the you know federal toy inspection department. We're here to inspect your toys. And he was like, mm, well, I've never heard of that department, but I mean, you're free to look around, I guess. And you know, he's asking him questions. It's like, um, so what are your stuff made out of? And uh, when did you start making them? And the old dude is you know, trying to be trying to become suspicious of you know why are you asking so many questions that don't really relate to you know toy safety stuff. And he was like, no, just wondering, just wondering. And so then it gets to the point where the old dude gets annoyed and tells him to leave, call security, tells him to leave. And so they walk out, and the old dude walks into like turns around and he like opens the door and he goes like. I think we might have an issue. You better fix it. And he shuts the door. And it goes like, ooh, mysterious. Who is this? And so, this is where it gets a bit iffy. Because I got to this part, and then I have no clue how to finish it. But what you end up finding out is that uh, the doctor goes back and expects the houses again. And he's, like, sonic screwdriving everything. But the thing is, when he goes back to each house... There's one thing missing, and that's the little statues. They're gone. In the first ten houses, he visits it. Then he goes back into the TARDIS and visits it, and visits ten different other houses to see if you know if if they have the statues, the little figurines, and if if they do, if they're still there. And he visits them, but they're not there. Like they don't have statues, so he doesn't know if you know they were always there. So he starts kind of you know he's like, okay, there's something really going on here. And uh, he gets uh, he sneaks back into the office of Doctor G, 
he starts snooping around again. He finds that secret door compartment, opens it up, and it's empty. There's nothing in there. He goes like, why does he have a door that leads nowhere and is empty? Okay, that's weird. Clara is... I forgot about her for a minute. Uh, I don't blame you. Is, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Clara is playing lookout. And um, and he's trying to keep eye on security and stuff. He goes like, Doctor, we have to go. We have to go. There's... You know, maybe this toy company place has nothing to do with the missing people. You know, no. You know, there's too many connections. Uh, there's something going on here. And so, you know, they're having a conversation, an argument, while the doctor's, like, looking around. And the doctor starts talking for a bit, like, giving his explanation of why he thinks, you know, there's something wrong with it. But he doesn't hear Clara respond back. And he goes like, Clara? Clara? He turns around. She's gone. And ta- in her place is a weeping angel. And he goes, and he goes you know, he's surprised because the last time he saw them were in Manhattan. And he thought they were all dead. What's going on? And then right behind the weeping angel walks the old man. And he goes like, he goes like, you shouldn't have come in here. You know, we we're going to let you slide. But you kept digging your nose into things. And now... You're gonna have to pay for that. Doctor's confused. It's like, how, why are you? How are you aligned with the, with the angels? The angels don't play that kind of a game. They're all about themselves. Like, how did you even get like connected with them? And he goes like, well, I'm not from this time. The angels threw me back in time too, like two thousand years ago. And he goes like. So then why are you helping them? They took you away from your time. And like, yeah, they did. And I thank them for that. You know how much money I've gotten thanks to all the knowledge that I brought back from 2,000 years in the future? I'm rich. I'm a millionaire. I'm a billionaire. It's like, I thank them for that. And in return, I'm helping them. And he go, and he's like, how are you even helping them? It's like, you only have one angel. And then... When he says that, he hears, like, rustling in the back. He turns around, and on Mr. G's table is, like, an army full of the little weeping angel statues that Clara was going to buy at the store. And he goes, like, wait, how were you able to do this? And he goes, like, I got my ways. I got my technology. And the doctor's confused. He's, like, how? You're all, all the angels were supposed to be dead. He's, like, yeah, they were supposed to be dead. But... With my help, I've I was able to you know re, re rejuvenize their species, because the specifically why he made them into little figurines were were during Christmas little kids try to sneak down to open presents early, and in return the weeping angel little figurine statue that sits on top of the tree will go down and throw the little kid in the past, because. For those who don't know, Doctor Who, Weeping Angels get energy, or they feed off the energy of the life you could have lived. And for a little kid, that's a lot of life they could have lived. And so, that's mostly their targets. They'll throw back, like, older people or just adults, if, you know, it came down to that. But mostly, they were targeting little kids. And, um, this is where I'm, like, completely stuck. Because I have to kill the angels through a paradox. Because that's the only way to defeat an angel. 
but I don't know how I would do that. And so this is where my story kind of awkwardly ends, with the Doctor going back in time to uh, save Clara, bring her back to the present, or, you know, air quotes present, and try to bring back the other little kids that have been thrown into the past. But then I don't actually know how to get rid of the angels from that. So, I don't know. So I think that's that's going to be pretty much it for my end. Mostly because I don't have a good ending for it. Well, I don't know how to tell you this, David, but I don't know how to solve your problem either. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> I really do like how, like, I, I kind of picked up on, like, I knew what you were going for. But uh, yeah. I didn't really expect the whole children thing. I'm like, oh, that's right. Children... Children have a lot to live for. I didn't think of that. <laughs> and I'm also like... <laughs> yeah. No, when when you said that there were, like, little figurines, and there's, like, a mysterious person mm-hmm. responsible for this, I'm like, is this, like, a celestial toy maker thing? Like, like that old Doctor <laughs> Who villain who never appears in modern-day stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, I meant to say Mr. G. Uh, Mr. G, his last name was supposed to be Grinch. So it's be Mr. Grinch. Uh... <laughs> ah. <laughs> but uh but no, oh, the God. reason that, I mean for those who argue that oh the weeping angels can't be little statues, that that's not possible. It's like, well they, last time I checked, they made the weeping angel a freaking Statue of Liberty. That's so it. I think I can get away with this. Okay, okay, hold on. Statue of Liberty doesn't make any sense to me. Because people <laughs> can go inside of it. And everyone's always looking at it. Like, those are two things that already contradict how that works. <clears throat> See, I, I've just learned to live with, you know, each time I watch that episode, I choose not to see that. So, it's not good for me. After a while, you uh, watching Doctor Who, you just kind of have to accept that continuity means nothing. <laughs> Stuff doesn't mean anything anymore at some point. I mean, technically speaking, mm-hmm. nothing that happened before the Eleventh Doctor even technically happened because he rebooted the universe. <laughs> I mean, we're in we're in we're in Doctor Who two unless Capaldi somehow rebooted the universe a third time, second time. I don't know. Ah. That's true. True. I've never thought about, I, I've never thought about it. So, um, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's what you think about. Yeah. Uh, on a positive note, well, I mean, actually, this has all been positive. None of, none of what we've been saying is pretty negative. Um, <laughs> so I noticed that, um, a little bit of, like, the elements that we used in both of our stories were based on, uh, you, you explicitly just chose Weeping Angels, but I really like, there... oh, what's that? Because no, those uh, the Weeping Angels were one of my most favorite villains from the show. No, I, I understand. Just... It just because they're such cool. Con- it's such a cool concept. It's like yeah, dang son, like they could be anywhere at any time. It's one of those things like, oh, when you stop looking at them though, that's when that's when it's scary. And like you look back and they're gone, and it's like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> Um, I know. I know I'm that just you know. Sad that they've never brought them back, dude. Okay, so I know that you know that I uh, that I used to play Lego Dimensions, and there's a level 
dedicated to Doctor Who. And it's really fun mm-hmm. because they, they throw Weeping Angels in there. And they kind of, for them to work mechanically, you have to blink. But there's no way that the game can tell mm-hmm. you're blinking. So the it's kind of neat where every couple of seconds the, the lights just flicker. And that's how they move. Mm-hmm. And it's really cool because it's like, it's a Lego game that somehow manages to bring the fear of Weeping Angels into it. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you're technically invincible because it's a Lego game, but it's still terrifying. Yeah. Oh, that would have been amazing. Wait, did they not, did you just like, kill you when they touched you? Um, they put you in a time loop, but you can like, get out of it because it's a Lego game, you know? Oh, I just thought they'd probably throw you, like, back at the beginning of the level. <laughs> oh, that would, that's asking for, for a difficulty rating that's way too high for Lego to <laughs> ever go into. Now, what it does is, uh, sometimes there's, uh, sometimes enemies, usually bosses, I think Weeping Angels are the exception to this rule, where they can paralyze you, and you have to perform a mm-hmm. specific action in order to be unparalyzed, but um, for Weeping Angels, it's really specifically they're sending you back in time. And uh, you have the option of um, of like moving your character around and uh, getting it out of it. I don't think it can succeed, but it's still scary nonetheless because like it's just pitch black and all you see is darkness, and then you see yourself mm-hmm. in a um, in a time vortex, and it's really kind of jarring. Okay, it's nice. It's nice that they had them in there. Yeah, it was nice. To they should have. They part. should have them more. <laughs> I'm. Just... I mean, there's that level had a lot of stuff though. Like the the mm-hmm. Daleks were in the Daleks and the Cybermen were also involved in the story. You know, they were trying to cram everything in there because they were trying to introduce all these concepts to kids who have never heard of Doctor Who. Yeah. Wait, I do know that sometimes there are some characters have like some specific dialogue they would say. Was there anyone that had like anything for the Doctor Who characters? <laughs> Because <laughs> I remember you said that in, that there's a Wizard of a Wizard of Oz, yeah, uh, world there, mm-hmm. and that Batman interacts with Scare with the <laughs> Scarecrow there. He does, and so I was like, oh, I wonder if they, if he does it with like any other like characters. He uh he doesn't get along with the Doctor very well, um, because the Doctor the 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 Doctor just the, he he I don't remember exactly what he said. But at some point, he just kind of, like, gets on Batman's case because Batman is kind of paranoid all the time. And the Doctor's like, it's not a, it's like a, it's like, no, this is a time machine. Just like, it's, it's not, it's not, okay, you guys are just, oh, it's not a, uh, he, he had his grappling hook. Uh, so Mm -hmm. the Doctor saves him from the, uh, from a, uh, from a, from a rift loop in, uh, while they're traveling, pulls him into the TARDIS. And he's like, hey, I'm the Doctor. This is my time machine. It travels through all of time and space. And they're just like, what? Who are, what's going on? Why do you have my... It's like, why do you have a copy of my grappling hook? It's not a... Okay. This isn't a copy. This is your grappling hook that you gave me in the future. And I'm using it to save you now. And then he's just like, it's just a copy. Okay. To reiterate, this is a time machine, not a copy machine. And it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, I'll just drop you off somewhere. Uh, I can't join you because I'll be in my own time stream. So uh, you guys are going to be on your own. Um, call me if you need me. And then he just gives he gives uh, the girl from the Lego movie his phone number in a really creepy fashion. And he's just like, I'm nice like that. 
And it's like, <laughs> I guess this is the writer's way of saying, from an outsider's perspective, the Doctor can be kind of creepy with new companions. Because, I mean, yeah, he kind of just abducts people and then they die. <laughs> odd die but yes i mean that, you do have a good point what makes him any any different than a serial killer i mean it's like a serial killer but with more stuff it's like eventually they'll die we all know that every <laughs> companion will die at some point um but we just don't know how and we don't know when some of them die pretty soon some of them outweigh their welcome see i would say that's a lie but the last three companions he had have died so, I have nothing I could say about um, that. There is a Doctor Who comic series, uh, I forgot the name of it, I think it's called Prisoners of Time, I'm not sure, uh, where Adam, the first companion that he had after Rose, who he immediately got rid of, went back in time using a vortex manipulator and tried to ki- uh, and kidnapped mm-hmm. one companion from each of the Doctors to try to trick the Doctor... Into all all versions of him going to meet him at the same time, and stop him or something. I don't know. The plan doesn't make any sense to me because if he could kidnap the companions, he could just kill them, and if he can get that close to the companions, he could just go to the doctor. And I mean, if he had a time machine, he could have just went back. To, oh, here's the thing about time travel fiction: what stops <laughs> people from going back in time and just killing the doctor as a kid? They don't know how he really looks like. Or they don't know what he originally looked like. Oh, this is so confusing. Time travel is stupid sometimes. They don't know his name. Uh, well, that that kid uh, from my story knows his name. (laughs) 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 It's hard to pronounce, but it's there. Uh, there was a uh, theory that I saw earlier today, and uh, I don't remember the guy's name, so I apologize if this ever ever gets to him. I'm not taking credit for this. It is something I saw. I was trying to do research on uh, the Doctor and Santa Claus to see if like if he's ever met him in fiction before. And um, so uh, somebody was trying to give me an example of like uh, I read this this thing where it's like, is the does the Doctor believe in Santa Claus? And he gave three points of evidence to suggest one or the other based on new who. Nine says, uh, mm-hmm. so Rose asks Nine, so you must be kind of like Father Christmas. And he goes, I mean, I could be. You know, that bicycle, that red bicycle you got when you were 12? Kind of implying, hey, I'm Santa Claus. Uh, then Eleven goes, <laughs> Santa Claus, Father Christmas, Chris Kringle. Or as I like to call him, Jeff. So, like, he says he knows Santa Claus, <laughs> and Santa Claus's name is Jeff. And then we got mm-hmm. Last Christmas, where Capaldi meets Santa Claus, where it was just a dream, and he's like, this is clearly a dream, Santa Claus is here. And so someone is like, but these statements are mm-hmm. contradictory, right? You would think they're contradictory. And somebody goes and says, what if they're not contradictory? What if they actually are all the truth? Capaldi knows that Santa Claus isn't real because he is Santa Claus because Eccleston said he is Santa Claus and Eleven said the Santa Claus's name is Jeff which means that the doctor's name is Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. (laughs) 
Right, I don't care if Santa Claus is real or not in this universe, but if it turns out his name is Jeff, I will be quitting Doctor Who. Why? That means Eleven will be telling. The- oh, 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 oh! Wait, if Santa Claus's name is Jeff, or if a uh, doctor's name is Jeff? No, the doctor's name is Jeff. <laughs> That's just so stupid. I kind of feel that they're gonna choose the dumbest of a name. I, I I would just rather they never ever re- reveal his name. I mean, I thought it, I thought his name was Who, isn't it? Doctor Who. Exactly. Doctor Who. Uh, John, you have to watch the new season. I am gonna watch the new season. Have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just oh my god. I mean, I'm watching Ducktales. That's pretty close. <laughs> No, I, it's because there's that. Wait, you've gone into the wait. Missy has already appeared in your episodes, has she? Who? Missy. Lucy. Who? Missy. Oh, Miss. I've seen Missy a while for a while now. I'm not a big fan of Missy. It just doesn't feel. Oh my God, John! How do we? How are we friends? Oh. <laughs> Look, I can like things. She is amazing. I liked, I liked the last Doctor. He was cool. It just that Missy feels really shippy to me. I don't like it. Oh my god! God. I mean, I'm not a big, I'm not a big fan. Look, here's the thing: I'm not a big fan of shipping the Doctor with anyone. And Missy just seems Mm -hmm. really shippy to me. Like, it feels like ship bait. If you if you know what I'm saying, just it it feels weird, and it's not because it's Missy or because it's the master but I just don't feel like the doctor should honestly spoilers what oh right spoiled it oh whatever it's super obvious oh my god you spoiled it yeah my name is Missy or mistress it's (laughs) Amy's master yeah yeah no shit it does (laughs) <laughs> Next, you're gonna be telling me that. Uh, oh Jesus! I remember when uh, when I first saw trailers for uh, the uh, the last season of Doctor Who, and they showed uh, mm-hmm. Shielder in the trailer, and he says something like, uh, "I remember you," or something. Like that. I'm like, "Oh, is this Susan? Like from the first Doctor Who?" And I was so disappointed when I found out it was some random Norse person named Shielder, like. I'm just like, hmm. I mean, he promised that he would come back for for his granddaughter, but, you know, 13 seasons later, he never does. Also, you can spoil this for me, but who who's the bald guy? Uh, what bald the guy? The bald guy. I've seen this bald white guy with glasses on. Bald white guy with glasses? Maybe he's not bald. I don't know. I just thought he was bald. What, where is this from? Doctor Who. Oh, I know it's Doctor Who, but... What, Bond? He's, the, he's one of the companions. His name is Nardole. No clue who Nardole. Nardole. Nar- oh, Nardole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who the fuck is that? Because you haven't seen... You haven't seen the Christmas special. <laughs> no, I haven't seen the Christmas I haven't gone that far! <sighs> John, John. <laughs> and here's the thing: the that Christmas special that he appeared in is like one of my most favorite Christmas specials, like 
period. Mm-hmm. Because it ties up an amazing story. You know, it ties up it ties everything up in a nice little bow. And oh my god, John. Gotta hurry up. <laughs> hurry up. Gotta hurry up and watch him. <laughs> we won't have all time, John. But I'm bummed. It's alright. But um, <laughs> so um uh, No, but uh wait sorry, going back to why reason I brought up Missy and spoilers, I guess, I don't know. But in the last episodes that came out, they did that joke where Missy was pretending to be the doctor and he she walks out and you she walks out on a little spaceship like what 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 do you call it? the main control place thing? Uh and the dude walks out and goes like, Who are you? Well, my name is Doctor Who. He's like What? It's like, yeah, that's my name. Doctor Who And the companion's like, Why do you keep saying that? Like saying what? Saying Doctor Who He's like, Well, I like to cut out the middleman. It's like, what do you mean? Watch. I'm the doctor. Doctor Who. See what I mean? <laughs> I like to cut out the middle, man. <laughs> and then she goes like, and so she goes, and the companion's like, well, stop that. That's not the doctor's name. It's like, that is his name. Like, what do you mean? Guess why he always says Doctor Who? That's his name. And the doctor is listening through the earpiece. It's like, doctor, that's not your name, is it? It's like, don't listen to her. That's not my name. Who? Who is is who your name, Doctor? It's like she's playing with you. Don't listen to her. And it's oh my god, that that little bit they had was so amazing. John, you gotta watch it. So, uh, in conclusion, uh, my story ends with uh, uh, ends on a happy note. Uh, the guy gets back to his home planet, and on your 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 story, uh, there's a bunch of angels out there that are gonna kill people, and they still haven't been contained. <laughs> um, it's a two parter. <laughs> the second part is coming next Christmas. <laughs> so, if you want to hear the second part to this, God, you get a week again. Yeah, you better make guys. it really good because so, you're giving, we're giving you an entire year. Go to week again. <laughs> Um, he traveled back in time, and he realizes that they're still stuck in the North Pole, and they have those little dream things on them. So now he has to try to figure out how to take them out, because that's all of Season 5. No, wait, crap. What series are they on? Series 10 now? Uh, the Doctor ends up in a parallel universe in which Doctor Who is entirely fictional, and he can't return back because (laughs) the TARDIS physics do not work in the real world. Uh, also, the moment he steps into the real world, he dies because nobody can live to be 10,000 years old. Mm. <laughs> and Time Lords aren't real. Well, you haven't seen Matt Pat's latest video, then. <laughs> I have. And uh, he pretty much discredits himself midway through the video. So he's like, yeah. Also, I was super surprised. No, I was super surprised when he actually made part three. I'm like, what? I thought part three was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I like it was a joke I was cool with because I'm like I'm not like uh like I watch MatPat videos about a couple of days after they come out like you know uh, they just pop up on my feed and I tend to gobble them up but I wasn't also I also wasn't anticipating Doctor Who Part Three I kind of just expected it to never exist like 
the Half-Life 3 meme. <laughs> yeah, but I am happy he did do so it. people can stop bitching about it? Be- uh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's just gotten to the point of either do it or stop talking about it. It's getting annoying. It's not funny anymore. It's sad. I know. It's alright. So, um, I don't think we have a, I don't think we have an idea for ne- our next episode, um, but, you know, uh, we're gonna leave our options open. Mm, Unless you wanted so many, so options. many options. So many, it's like, um, we can do Mod Cop 3. Jumanji. Uh, <laughs> Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, I cannot. I I really want to see that movie. I don't want to see that movie. I'm gonna eat like, like I really no, want to see it. because like it's it's not because okay. Here's the thing. It's not because it's based on Jumanji, and it's not because it looks like like uh, I'm I'm not one of those kinds of people who like gets in a hissy fit about uh things that are based on other things. I like Suicide Squad, and I like the 2016 Ghostbusters movie. So like. That tells you right off the bat that I really don't care, but it looks like a movie I'm going to forget about. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want mm-hmm. to, because it's like, hmm, it's just, it's just a movie about people going to, it's like, it's just people going to a new video game. Like, it's just Tron, but mm-hmm. in the jungle. True. And I already saw Central Intelligence, so I already saw enough Dwayne The Rock Johnson interacting with uh, Kevin Hart. <laughs> like, I already know how that plays out. It's going to be that in the jungle. Well, I mean, isn't Kevin Hart's character always the same in any movie? I think so. It's just high, strong, and stressed out all the time. <laughs> it, I hope, I hope Kevin Hart's not like that in real life. I feel bad for him. Oh, no, John, John, I think he's on like twenty-four. No, <laughs> somebody get that man a cookie. <laughs> why? Why does that make you so sad? Because I don't want that for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> except for except for except for like politicians, they 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 deserve to be stressed out all the time. They know what they were getting into, <laughs> and I'm, that's that's inclusive, an all inclusive term that I'm going by. All politicians should feel bad for being in politics, all of them, good or bad. Um, one thing which I hope we can do soon, something fam- something similar to. Uh, have you seen the trailer for the? Uh, Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've seen that. Oh, that looks one that looks amazing. So maybe something. <clears throat> um, I don't know when that comes out, but that'll be amazing. Or maybe I can't remember the exact name of the movie, but maybe we can do something about that. And it's the um. Oh my God! What is it called? Is it Pacific the, the, Rim? It's the. Uh, creature in the the creature in the water. The Loch Ness monster. <laughs> no, John, that movie that's coming up. I for some reason I typed in water in Google and thought that oh, was going to help. I think I know um, what you're talking about, but I was thinking of the Loch Ness monster. By the way, have you seen Justice League? Yes. Oh my god, so bad. Okay, okay, hold on. I'm... It's called Don't the Shape tell me of you're going to try to defend it. <clears throat> huh? 
Shape. Oh yes, Shape of Water. Oh my god, that looks like an amazing oh, movie. We'll like to do I like Justice that. League. It was fine. Oh yeah. I think I think the podcast is over. Uh, oh, <laughs> are we done? I don't know. We're done. You just okay. approved Justice League. <laughs> I approve of it. It's just, it's not bad. I mean, they should, should they reboot the series? Yes. But was it bad? Arguably, no. You give me crap for lacking Fantastic Four. But How Fantastic Four was boring. <laughs> It was so boring. <laughs> Justice League was fun, at least. They had this really cool dude, bro. I don't know if you remembered him. His name was Aquaman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember him. Oh, and then oh, there was also uh, uh, there was also that one guy who did nothing but tell jokes the whole time. Uh, I think his name was Flash. Um, they those were had... jokes. Those were jokes. They were really those were funny supposed too. to be jokes. They were funny jokes. But then uh, again, my sense of humor me. is... Huh? I mean, granted, you've heard me tell jokes worse than that. Um, let's see. Wow. Then there's... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Batman was in the movie, arguably, though, because I don't think that was really Batman. That seemed like uh, the man who used to be Batman. Um, also, Zombie Superman. That was kind of cool. I felt kind of weird that he didn't kill the Justice League somehow. Also, mm-hmm. why he didn't mm-hmm. just solve the problem on his own. Yes. Yes. Oh, also super cool you know. CGI bad guy, man, who I'm never going to remember. He's going to be so much more forgettable. I'll remember the Jumanji movie before I remember Steppenwolf. I I totally forgot his name. I thought his name was Shrike or something. You That's thought his name was Shrek? Was. Wait, no, no. Did you think his name was Shrek? <laughs> That's a That's better name to remember. Strife? Uh, yeah, but then I remember, no, wait, that's a Marvel villain. Strife is such a much better and more easily rememberable, rememberable name than Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf sounds like a shitty cover band from, like, 80s Metallica. <laughs> John, he was All inspired right. by by that. Uh, was he? Because I don't know. Oh, I don't know either. But he could have been. <gasps> Alright, I'm gonna, uh, I think, I think we're done today. Uh, we already got into our argument about, uh, Fantastic Four. (laughs) Um, apparently I'm, uh, I like Justice League. There was that. Um, but Thor Ragnarok was much better than Justice League, so at least there's that. At least we can end with an agreement here. We're gonna end with an agreement? Yes. Uh, Thor Ragnarok was a hundred times better than Justice League. (laughs) (laughs) that's a good way to end this happy <laughs> and and with with the sense of accomplishment yeah happy uh, Mer- i was gonna say happy christmas what am i british merry christmas <laughs> john it's happy holidays be more merry christmas 95 percent of people celebrate christmas in america <laughs> i am sorry Sorry for my rude uh, friend here. Have a happy holiday. And a happy new year. We'll still see you <laughs> at some point during the, uh, during the rest of this year. But happy holidays and happy new year. Okay, okay bye.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, guys. And I uh, just want to let you guys know we've already come up with what our next episode is going to be. And uh, we're really hoping that you guys are excited for it as much as we are. Uh, we're going to be creating our very own uh, characters again. Uh, kind of similar to our Epic of Gilgamesh and uh, uh, Torch episode as well. Uh, but instead of doing two separate stories, we've decided that we're going to be combining our characters into one story. We're basically going to have our very own uh, versus match, which is kind of fun in its own way. Uh, you will not be familiar with either character, though, and so uh, we hope to both introduce these characters to you guys, kind of give a little bit of a quick backstory and or uh, power set, and uh, kind of let you guys have a feel for who's going to win in this fight. We will probably have a victor in the episode. Now, we haven't figured out yet if we're going to be doing a uh, roleplay kind of thing or if it's going to be storytelling exclusively. Uh, so we'll find that out uh, actually next week or in two weeks. Thank you, guys. And uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter and all that other good stuff. Thank you, guys. You guys have been wonderful.